Welcome to the Do Good to Lead Well podcast. If you're passionate about mastering self-leadership, then you're in the right place. I have always been curious about and fascinated by the pursuit of leadership excellence. This is why I pursued my PhD in psychology with a specialization in business, and I've continued to dedicate my career to understanding the science and practice of positive leadership. My name is Craig Dowden, I'm a best-selling author, award-winning keynote speaker, executive coach, and member of the Forbes Coaches Council. Each week, I'll bring you world-class content on the science and practice of positive leadership. Through my conversations with best-selling authors, TED speakers, and top CEOs, you'll be able to leverage their insights and experience so you can maximize your potential and be the leader the world needs you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special monthly review episode of the Do Good to Lead Well podcast series. Each month, I discuss the latest and greatest research, conversations, and overall happenings in my world. And this one is extra special for me because two weeks ago was the one-year anniversary of the Do Good to Lead Well podcast series. And during that time, we've released 50 episodes. And our 50th episode was a special CEO mastermind event that I hosted with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Robert Waldinger. And over the past year, it's been an incredible journey. And I feel exceptionally grateful for each and every one of you who have continued to listen, to share, to comment, to make suggestions. It's just been a real privilege for me. And over that time, we started from a little podcast that could to now recently learning that Do Good to Lead Well is in the top 2% of podcasts in the world, according to Listen Notes. And so that's just absolutely due to your ongoing support and engagement. And thank you. I'm really excited to see what the next year brings, another 50 episodes. And so I thought for this review episode, what I would do is share some of the key themes across all 50 episodes that I feel have really exemplified what the top thought leaders, CEOs, best-selling authors, and TED speakers have shared with us, both in live conversation and recorded conversation. And the first one is that it's essential for us now more than ever before to approach life like a scientist, embrace scientific investigation. Ozan Verrill, the best-selling author of Think Like a Rocket Scientist, Ed Hess, the best-selling author of Hyperlearning, Humility is the New Smart, and his latest, Own Your Work Journey, Daniel Pink, who I had the pleasure to speak with before the launch of this podcast, and others have talked about how essential it is for us to approach each and every day like scientists. So what does that mean in practice? Well, what it means is, is that Essentially, every day we have hypotheses about how the world is going to work at work and at home in our personal and professional relationships. And it's essential to remember that these are hypotheses, even though we may have really firm beliefs around why something's going to turn out the way that it will. That's just a guess, an educated guess at best. And so we want to be open to the possibility that our hypotheses are wrong. And we want to continue to gather data and update our hypotheses each and every day, because otherwise we can be anchored 
to schemas, beliefs about the world and how it works that are really inaccurate also undermine our effectiveness. When I reviewed the 50 episodes in terms of their popularity, what was really interesting to me that topics related to integrity and values-based leadership were incredibly popular. So as an example, Gary Ridge, the former CEO and chairman of WD-40 Company, talked a lot about that in his compelling podcast visit. And one of the key things that he discussed and shared, which I think was really eye-opening for me, was that when organizations create a list of values, which many, if not most of them do, to take it to the next level, it's important for us to be able to rank order those values. Because sometimes in certain situations, in some conversations, these values can come into conflict. So what we need to do as organizational leaders is talk about, well, which value comes first? Which is the one that if both of them are at play in a particular circumstance, what's the one that we choose to follow more so than the other? And I love that insight. We also had Iggy Domogalski, CEO of Wajax, talking about the role of values-based leadership, the importance of bringing a sense of purpose to every conversation, to every decision that you make, and how that can inspire the best in ourselves and the people and organizations we lead. Kevin Ford talked about leading with integrity, one of the top 10 most popular episodes in the podcast, and how ensuring that we have and operate at the highest ethical standards is critical to our success and bringing the organization to where we want it to be. And Aline Somani, the managing director of Hatch Digital, also talked about the importance of leading with values. And these are the episodes that really resonated with the core audience. Not only did I receive a lot of emails and comments, both during the live conversation as well as afterwards, when you look at the rankings in terms of which ones were most popular, each of these episodes came out at the very top. There was also a continuous focus around the role of humility and vulnerability in terms of effective leadership. And what's interesting is, is that counter to popular opinion, where we can see humility and vulnerability as weakness, the exact opposite. In practice, humility, vulnerability is leadership strength. Ed Hess talked about this in his amazing book, Humility is the New Smart, said that the old smart is stupid and that we must be mindful of ego. And in fact, one of the best quotes that came across the 50 episodes that I've hosted is Ed shared with us that our success is predicated on the speed with which we learn, unlearn, and relearn. And I think that's so incredibly powerful, so incredibly insightful. And what it suggests is that the world is moving at such an incredible pace, it's virtually impossible to keep up. And we have to constantly be prepared to discard old operating systems, to upgrade our thinking, to shift our ideas and our perspectives. Sally Helgeson, the best-selling author of How Women Rise and Rising Together, also touched on that point. 
that we must be open to differing perspectives, that it's essential for us to listen and to learn from alternative points of view. Another key insight that came out during the Do Good to Lead Well podcast series was around authentic leadership. This was also a vitally important piece. And Dwayne Green and from Franklin Templeton, Canada, CEO, and Sue Hutchison, CEO of Equifax, Canada, back-to-back episodes without any prompting or any kind of uh, priming from me, both touched on independently the role of authenticity. How when we are more open about who we are, what we care about, what matters, then that is a cornerstone of building trusting relationships. Another theme that received a lot of attention and a lot of interest from the audience. And this harkens back for me to my wonderful collaboration with Alan Maloli, who we collaborated on my latest book, A Time to Lead. And I love his definition of authentic leadership, where he shares that authentic leadership is when our values, our beliefs, and our behaviors are in alignment. The only thing people can see is our behaviors. And I love that. And so many different CEOs touched on that idea in different ways in terms of our behaviors are observable. And what people are going to do is then they're going to make assumptions about what values and beliefs are connected with those behaviors, which also, and I think this is such an incredibly powerful insight for each of us as well, as leaders, this is why we want to be explicit about our values, communicate them openly, let people know exactly what our values are, because now they can make a cleaner line, a more direct line in terms of our behaviors and our value system. Now, the other interesting piece around this as well is the role of reframing. We had Kim Furlong, the CEO of the Canadian Venture Capital and Private Equity Association, come on. A big part of our conversation focused on the power of reframing and how we look at a situation and how it can impact not just our mindset, it impacts the choices that we make, the things that we say. And she provided a compelling example of where she reports to a board of over 40 members. Most boards, maybe you have six, eight, 10, 12, 15 can be heavy. She has 40 exceptionally accomplished, successful executives that she reports to. And rather than see this as intimidating, which most people would, rather than see this as a threat to her existence, what she does is views it as an opportunity. These are an amazing group, 40 exceptional individuals that are here to support me and the CBCA to get us where we all want us to get eventually. And so what a wonderful way of viewing the situation. And you can imagine what would happen if Kim viewed this as a threat, probably would not engage with the board as effectively whenever the board would ask the question, would likely act more defensive in her response, maybe less open because she's concerned that, oh, this might be viewed as she doesn't know 
what she's doing or she doesn't have what it takes. No, what she does is she embraces that. She takes advantage of this wonderful gift for her. And through her leadership, the CBCA has done an incredible job. And if you follow her or the organization, there are so many great conferences, events, such a powerful voice in the venture capital and private equity world in Canada. And so she provides a shining example. Omar Salima, the former CEO of Bonfire Interactive, the current co-founder and COO of Civia, also talked about reframing, how to reframe problems as opportunities. And other guests throughout the history of the podcast have talked about that very point and to be mindful of for each of us in terms of being aware of our mindset, being aware of our thought patterns, our assumptions, and these are vitally important. And then I would say the last and lasting message that comes out is that at the end of the day, it's all about relationships. It's all about the people. Catherine Tremblay, the CEO of Altus Recruitment and Altus Technology, talked a lot about the power of people, people management and putting people first and being mindful of who is on your team and how you can best support them and how to engage them and to bring that exceptional energy and empathy to the table. Tracy Folks Hansen, the CEO of the Canadian Society of Association Executives, also talked about that in one of the more recent episodes. Yusri Basada, the CEO of Home Capital Group, who was profiled in Canadian Business Magazine in earlier this year, in March. And he's engineered a remarkable turnaround when he took over the organization was not just floundering, was in serious risk of bankruptcy, of just real oblivion. And what he was able to do was turn that around. And they were recently acquired under his leadership. And what did he adopt? He adopted a people first philosophy. Right away, one of the first things he shared with me, with us was, well, he made it all about the people. He recognized that in order to get the organization from where it was, which was on the brink, to where it needed to be, not just stabilize, thrive, grow, be successful, it was all about the people. And how do you, as a leader, as a CEO, engage people most effectively? And he talked about pulling different levers, having different strategies, being highly attuned to the people around you. And what I loved about his approach was that it really was about empathy. It really is about understanding. It's really about recognizing the situation, the people within it, and what that requires. And that may change tomorrow. And once again, back to our theme of humility, being open to shifting our perspectives, to shifting our strategies. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And again, to be able to engineer that turnaround with where they were to where they are today is remarkable and also speaks to the power of a people first philosophy. 
Howard Bihar at Starbucks championed this idea. Doug Conant, former CEO of Campbell Soup Company, on and on and on. Remarkable leaders. Michael Garrity, the CEO of Finance It. You could go into almost any podcast episode and hear these top CEOs discuss how being people-focused, people-first, is critical to our success. And then I would close with the 50th episode with Dr. Waldinger, who is now leading the longest scientific study into human happiness ever conducted. As he shared during an exceptional CEO mastermind event, he said he's reluctant in any study. You can be reluctant as a scientist to boil it down, to oversimplify the results. And he shared with us that across this 80-year, 8-0, long study, it was all about relationships. It is all about relationships. Relationships are at the heart of our well-being, our emotional, psychological, and physical health. Relationships are essentially the foundational piece of a meaningful life, personally and professionally. And what I love about that as well is that just reflecting on the examples I provided around a people-first approach to leadership, that not only drives business success, it also drives personal success. It also drives meaning and happiness, fulfillment, all things that we're looking for. And I couldn't have picked a better episode to close out the one-year anniversary of Do Good to Lead Well, as well as this monthly review podcast, then the time that I was privileged to spend with Dr. Waldinger. It gives us so much to think about. It gives us so much opportunity to implement. And as you continue to embark on your personal and professional journey, I highly encourage you to think about how can you nurture, foster, grow, expand the relationships with the people that are most important to you personally and professionally? What are small steps that you can take every day to make a connection with someone, to benefit from that connection, to benefit someone else's lives through that connection? So in closing, thank you so, so much for this past year of support, whether you joined us on episode one or whether you signed on for the 50th episode for the CEO Mastermind or your first episode is today. I feel so incredibly grateful that you're here. I love your passion for positive leadership, which is something that's a core driving force for me. Please like, share this episode with your personal and professional community. Send me an email, connect with me on LinkedIn. My why is to build the largest community possible of people who are looking to do good to lead well, have a positive impact on their organizations, on their teams, in their communities. Thank you so much for your time. Can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Do Good to Lead Well. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Dowden or reach out via LinkedIn 
or email info at craigdowden.com. I look forward to meeting you here next week for another transformational episode.